producer Mel here. I feel like we have to put a disclaimer on this show because, well, it was Sam Graham's birthday and the lads went golfing and let's just say they were in their cups. So here's the show. This is Alan Brody, supporter of the People's Club, Everton Football Club. You're listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's the Fatberg of football podcasts. <laughs> I shot an eagle. <laughs> you just don't even care, Brody. Brody not at all. finally Fuck gave him. us. Don't care. Just Doesn't don't matter. care at all, huh? Nope. Not a little bit. Not, yeah. not, nope. Uh-uh. Hey, hey Brody, eagle. Brody, this is your third place winner. It's all he cares about. Eagle. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. I can't believe you. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston. I am your host, Sam Houston. Across the way from me is the birthday boy. Making it all about him. Birthday boy. Oh, it is about myself. Because let's face it, it's his birthday week, even though today (laughs) is his actual birthday. What a millennial. Samuel Graham. Sam, how you doing? I got given a toilet seat for my birthday. Oh, very nice. It's a brand new toy. It, I was skeptical and a little annoyed at first. So Lisa Bidet, does it wash your ass I mean, at least? It no. does top getting a frying pan for your wedding anniversary. Uh, excuse me, a really fucking expensive omelet pan because you like to cook omelets, <laughs> whore. <laughs> I installed that toilet seat yesterday morning. Uh-huh. Used it four times yesterday. Oh, well, well done. And I will tell you, I'm no longer a skeptical. Oh, you like it. It's a great gift. Does it warm <laughs> Does it warm your butt? Is no. It uh-uh. Just cushy? It's a, sl- it's a slow close. Mm-hmm. So it's silent. Is it, it just goes down. Mm-hmm. You could try to slam it. Mm. <laughs> it just eases to the floor first. Very simple. But it is quite comfortable. I think it's uh, ergonomic or whatever that word is mm-hmm. that everyone uses. <coughs> My back didn't hurt when I got off of it. It was nice. <laughs> We're recording at Studio H, just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. And should you want to chat with us, there are as many ways that you can, Sammy. Tell the good people how they can get in touch. I also got some new work shoes, <laughs> which were pleasant. Okay. <laughs> That's not how people uh, <laughs> get in touch with us. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find us on all the social media platforms at DU Football Show. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with us via email, it's very simple to do so. It is Show at gmail.com. Um, but also, please, on Facebook especially, find our closed group, Drunkard United <laughs> FC, uh, and, and request to join that group. That's where most of the banter happens. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and you can always get involved. In fact, a uh, production note, Melissa, a handful of people, I want to say six, have liked the DU football show page, the regular show page. So we need to make sure that those six <laughs> lovely people get an invite to the uh, Drunk United FC group. I will get right on it, Sam. You damn well <laughs> should. Now This is the most... Now let uh, us remember... Mutual interaction I've ever seen between <laughs> you two. <laughs> Let us all remember, we and are. I feel a, very uncomfortable. We are an award-winning show. We are the uh, best ship, uh, best uh, sports podcast. We're the from- best shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are the best shit. Okay, you're goddamn right, Cletus. <laughs> We're the best shit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you're you are an especially easy uh, drunk Uber passenger. I'm tonight. hammered tonight. Yeah, let no, me I'm do- already. I'm fucked up. Hey, I'll be adding a disclaimer to this podcast. Hey, Graham. 
let daddy do the driving then, okay? We'll be all right. Actually drive, it'd be fine. <laughs> all right. So anywho, we are an award-winning show. We just won uh, for the Maryland Podcast Awards. We won Best Sports Show, and we want to thank everybody that voted for us. But there's one key thing to remember about our show. I won uh, Best Third Place Host. That's not it. But it was over you. Let us remember. Let us remember what our our younger members of the show have had to say about our show. This show would be better with less F words and all kinds of words with bad language. Well, I appreciate your criticism, dear. 180 fucking one votes versus 163 votes is a fucking win. And got lapped by the winner. Anywho, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled <sighs> spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, why don't you tell the people what uh, multiple liquors we are drinking tonight, and I, I will talk about the cocktail. I am not being an American tonight. Okay. I'm being a Marylander tonight. There we go. This is all about states' rights, my friends. We are drinking black-eyed Susans. Come on. Why would that be? Uh, because the Preakness was this past weekend, which mm. I uh, graciously, uh, as hosts you all were, uh, I took in the Preakness with you all and my wife uh, here on your back deck. Excellent. Very good. And it was fantastic. Uh, we have a full bottle of Cointreau, a full bottle of uh, Mount Gay rum, uh, and... Equal parts orange juice and pineapple, I believe yep. it was. Absolutely. Um, it, it, top it with Sprite, of course. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. It is fantastic. We're having it again here today. Uh, and I've already had about four. Yeah, you've been sucking them down, and then you keep, like, going... Yeah, give me more. Yeah, yeah. that's what you've been doing the that's whole time. That's the key. Right, because, you know... Cause that's the that's the snapping in a restaurant part. Like, hey, hey, that, well, because that always, that that always gets the waiter's attention. <laughs> more and they, of that, and they really like it when you snap at them. That's their favorite thing. Absolutely, yeah. well, their favorite thing. You, your vein has been protruding for a fair bit. Uh huh. Well, and also, I mean, let's face it. You know, Trump won. It was Antifa that stormed <laughs> the Capitol. All of that. Go ahead. Keep snapping at the waiters, Sam. See how that takes care of you. Also, have to mention quickly, there's a, a pretty cool little bit coming up here soon. Yes, there is. Actually, we're going to uh, uh, talk about that in just a moment. All right, perfect. Very good. But also, uh, this is the original recipe for the Black Eyed Susan. Um, it has since, I'd say since about the late 90s, has begun to kind of change and morph. And unfortunately, it's it's whoever the highest bidder is. It's whatever sponsor wants to sponsor the race. And nowadays, it's a variation of a whiskey sour with a little bit of orange juice in it. So a lot of times, it's a orange liqueur, a little bit of vodka, a little bit of uh, whiskey. I've seen Sagamore. I've seen Maker's Mark. I've seen uh, Early Times and a bunch of different people. And then it's normally sour mix with a little bit of orange juice in it topped with a lemon-lime soda because technically, they don't pay Coca-Cola for the rights for Sprite, so you have to say lemon-lime soda. Um <clears throat> but the original recipe was, in fact, equal parts of vodka, Mount Game Rum specifically, and Cointreau specifically, with equal parts orange juice and pineapple, served over crushed ice, and then topped with lemon-lime soda. I always forego the vodka because, frankly, all it does is make it taste more boozy. So All it does is make you more like Jamie Vardy. Yeah. And you're such a beta <laughs> that you don't want to be like Jamie fucking Vardy. I mean, how long are you going to let him get away with this shit? I mean, at some point, I will whip out my balls and slap them on his forehead because it's been there, done that. I'll have the camera out this time. Yeah, this time. Exactly. Been there, done that. Spoken like a beta, Sam. Um, What else should we do? Drink as much as you can, as often as you can, because it's a lot of fun. Okay. (laughs) And when you do that, how? Responsibly. There we go. That a boy, that a boy. Let us all take this journey together. Let's go ahead and get into the action, everybody. The midweek. Everson final- lost to Sheffield. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry, I jumped the gun. I'm, I'm just now looking at my notes here. I jumped the gun there. Yeah. My bad. Well, and by the way, Sorry. by the way, you know I what, apologize. You know what? You know what beating Everton gets you <laughs> if you're the head coach of Sheffield? Fired. Anywho, <laughs> the midweek finally caught up with all the games in hand and indirectly crowned a champion in oh, so you finally caught up. Leicester City 2, Manchester United 1, uh, Southampton 3, Palace 1, Arsenal 1, Chelsea 0, Villa 0, Everton 0. That was kind of boring. Liverpool 4, Manchester United 2. You're going to have to say the names again. I don't know which what we're doing first. All right, very good. Well, we're starting off with Leicester City and Manchester United. Got who it. Manchester United actually... The game that won City the Premier League. Absolutely. Manchester they, City. Yes, Manchester United completely <laughs> changed their lineup and... Uh, Had to. And, and a lot of people were critical of it, but I mean, like you said, it's they had to. It was five, what was it, three matches in five fucking days? Like, you can't expect so, your team to do it. Everybody kept saying four games in eight days. Right. Which, yes, that is the full <laughs> picture. But in that particular snippet, they played Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. They had three games in five days. They had a day off in between each. They had to change right. their lineup. And I, honestly, as much as, and I don't like Manchester United at all, to be honest with you, this it, it's very unfair to, to put that on them as they were trying to throw the league so Liverpool, you know, didn't have well, a, you know, whatever. Well fuck, well, fuck off. They came out and got the lead early on. Like, so fuck off. And they off, did also. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely they did. So so stop it. Stop stop being so critical of the fact that they actually had to bench some fucking players. If, if this was your side, they, if this was your club, you would be saying the same thing. We have to bench some fucking people. We have to rest people. We can't expect them to play three games in five days. You're not asked to do that in the in in Europe. You're not expected to do that in fucking the World Cup. Uh, you know, you're not expected to do that shit. Luke Thomas actually did take the lead for Leicester. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. The 17-year-old. Right. And then they tied it. My, my mistake. Sorry. And it was fantastic the was way in which goal. he did it, by the way. Uh, that side foot volley to the far side. Jamie Vardy left it as well. It's, oh, forgive me. There were oh, so many fucking games. It's just hard to remember no what yeah, happened no, on I'm Tuesday, let alone the fact that there was a game every fucking day. Like I said, when we start talking about a new one, yeah, I'll need you to re-say the score. Yeah. So I know where we are. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's that much fucking going on. It was brilliant, though, that goal. And good on him. It was his very first <laughs> Premier League goal. And at fucking Old Trafford, how many people can say that? No, not many. Uh, it, it's pretty fucking special. And and as you just heard in the Ben K interview, it, <laughs> like something that only a handful maybe of people have ever done, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's watching grass grow or helping grass grow mm-hmm. or scoring a goal at Old Trafford. How fucking cool is that, man? <laughs> Yeah, it's you can't you can't beat it. I if somebody asked me to paint the spot the the penalty spot at Wembley, I'd fucking do it. Yeah. Oh God. And I would, <laughs> I'd go home and wank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm serious. I, I I painted that penalty spot. Mm-hmm. I painted it real good. You know what I'm saying? There's you can't take that away from someone. That is the <laughs> pinnacle of their profession. You know what I mean? And that that's awesome. And and good on this good on this kid. It was a fantastic finish into the top corner, side foot volley. Uh it was it was lovely. It was absolutely fucking lovely. Now, a uh, huge, 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 huge win for the Foxes. Um oh, let's say they it. needed it bad to be it honest. Was, their their finish is not easy. The fact that United lost, it's inevitable that City was going to win the league. So it really didn't matter that United lost because United's secure. I and think United's, United is also uh mathematically guaranteed yeah. Champions League at this yeah, point. Yes, yeah? they are. Yeah. And and they also have a Europa final to worry about. So for them, it's really not that big of a deal. But for, for Leicester, a hell of a week for Leicester. You, you lift the fucking FA Cup, which you've never done before as a club. And and you also put yourself to a point now, one win out of the next two. One. Get one fucking win, you're in the fucking Champions League And next one year. of them is against Chelsea. Yep. Who will come on to... In the FA Cup final segment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, 
Uh, let's move on to uh, Southampton and Palace. Uh, Palace score quickly again. This has kind of become a thing where Benteke seems to love to score in like the all first of a two sudden, minutes, right? All of a sudden, he's showing the form that he was in at Villa. Oh, God, yeah. Years and years ago that earned him the move to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And then since that move to Liverpool, he's been fucking off. Yep. And Palace has always banked on, you'll show that again. Yeah. and You'll well, be that player again. And then all of a sudden, the last three, four games, whatever it's been. Now, he's been showing it. He's been showing it. And it was another, it was a decent goal from him. It was a good <laughs> header. Um, I like the uh, the young lad scoring at the end with his chest. Mm-hmm. That's always lovely. And it, very brave as well between two defenders later on in the game. It was <laughs> it was fantastic. Well, also, what was interesting about the matches, then you had uh, a penalty call, which had Milivojevic at the line. And let's face it, Mr. Automatic gets saved. And that completely changed the match. Because at that point, it's a game that neither team really care about. And Milivojevic puts that penalty away. You're up to nothing, done and dusted. Who gives a shit? Southampton isn't going to give a shit. But then, next thing you know, goes from being one nothing missed penalty to being one one. And at the half, then suddenly Southampton goes, "Oh, we're going to have a go." And they played magnificent in the second half and really took the game to fucking uh, to to uh, Palace. I just realized I also analyzed the second game for Palace this week and not this uh-huh. one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to backtrack and say that Guaita kept Palace in this game for a while. Mm-hmm. But as the age-old adage we talk about, uh, if you allow the dam to come under such pressure, eventually the dam will break. And Southampton were pummeling Palace's goal at one point <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in this game. And Guaita did well to keep the minute for a while. But there was just no doubt that Southampton was going to come through this. (laughs) The chested goal was later on against Villa. Mm -hmm. I think it was, and uh, and we'll we'll I'll revisit that in a bit. Okay, very good. (laughs) Anywho, I did a little shimmy in my seat since this is an audio medium. Hi, Sam Graham. I'm now going to talk about Arsenal and Chelsea. Are you ready for this? Oh no, actually, I'm not. It was a pitiful performance from the Arsenal. Uh, behind the ball for seventy percent of the game, maybe got a scrappy ass goal. Well, what didn't what even it, really deserve to go in. To be honest, what what do we always say is about fair? passing? <laughs> what do we always say about passing the ball back to the goalie? The goalie is always going to be outside the post, inside the six. That is where the keeper is going to be every time. And if you are going to kick the ball to the middle of the goal, you should probably look up. And make sure the fucking keeper's there. Like, how hard is it? I mean, it was, I mean, it was horrible from Alonzo to just turn around and just boop, kick it right back to the center of the goal and then be like, but, but wait, where's the goalie? Yeah. The keeper. But he, we said the point Keppa, is. Keppa did exactly what he's supposed to do. He goes outside the post, inside the six. That is where a keeper always goes to look for a ball back. He never stands in the middle of the goal. Why? Because God forbid it bounces off of his foot funny and goes in the back of the net. So I.e. Paul Robinson. He always stands wide. You should never be turning around and kicking. I don't care how much pressure is on you. You should never be turning around and kicking the ball directly to the middle of the fucking goal. And it's That's fair. Terrible. We still try to fuck it up, though. Oh, yeah. Hit the post. And then Emil Smith Rowe, thank God, was on on place to one no one. Yeah. yeah. Bang. Fuck my bet up. Yeah, it did. But that's okay. I'll take the three points. <coughs> Actually, well, that that win put us in European contention. Yep. You're, you're and you are right in it now. Actually, yep. you really are. You're you're sitting in ninth, but you're could only finishing sixth. You're one point behind Everton. And if the we cards finish in yep. sixth. The cards fall where they need to. You could find it now. You need help, much like mm-hmm. Everton needs help, much like it's Liverpool not in our own hands. Yeah, need help. absolutely. But, but there are plenty of teams sitting right there in European spots waiting for it. So, moving on to uh, Villa and Everton, this was actually a rather boring match, to be honest with you. Um, <coughs> Villa, I, yeah. real quick, um, uh, I'm going to let you guys speak about this because it seems that everyone else was rather disappointed in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't even watch the highlights. 
Villa had 58% possession, but just two shots on target. And Everton had 42% possession and five. Right. And much like a shitty game, <coughs> a goalkeeper was named the man of the match. Mm-hmm. I am now out of this discussion. You're out of this discussion. Mel, the mute button is now free to be turned off. I'm not sure you have that authority, but I'll take it. I can do what I want. I won 181 votes. That's right, and it's your birthday. <laughs> Actually, birthday Melissa, bitches. Melissa, yeah, it moved. Thank you. Also, got an eagle today. <laughs> oh. And there's nothing more American than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> anywho, the what was it? The, the entire first half was nothing but Villa. The entire second half, particularly from the 75th minute on, was nothing but Everton. One of the biggest uh, biggest stats was leading up into the 75th. I'm sorry, the 70th minute. It was eight shots to 12 for Villa in the favor. And then the final 20 minutes of the match, it was eight shots to one in the favor of uh, Everton. And it was the, 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 the sad part was is Everton just kind of waited for the opportunity and they waited so late in the match that the match just got away from them. And Jack Grealish made his return to the to the field without any fanfare glory or what have you. And within three minutes already dove and yelled and screamed at the ref for a fucking yellow card. Well, he's got to, you know, he's got to teach Cash and Watkins how to do it better. <laughs> no shit. Um, and honestly, that's the game in hand for Everton, which gave him a point. But when you look at the overall week as a whole, it did not go so well for them. But really, let's get to what was the big match of the midweek as Mr. Graham is really hammered and playing around with all of his cocktails. Liverpool, Manchester United. Up. Is Liverpool back? No. Like that match. Nah. Wow. Is Ver- Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it right back at you. But I'm going to change the words, but it's the same exact question. Mm-hmm. Is Virgil van Dyke back? No. Yeah. Well, uh. there you go. <laughs> I, I fucking Liverpool took it to fucking Manchester United. So Manchester United also had uh, Harry Maguire, who we've mm-hmm. laughed at multiple times. Fine. But he has been their stalwart. He has played every fucking minute since he's put on a jersey for them. And Eric Bailly uh, has not played in a very long time. And is not Harry Maguire. And looked like he hasn't played no. in a very long time. Also, famously... Does not look like Harry Maguire. No, does not. So there was a a big problem at the United back, and um, Liverpool took clear advantage of it. It was it was a fairly simple performance from them, to be honest. Which which hasn't happened in a while in a big game for them. I think I'm fair in saying. Yeah, very fair in saying. Um, and honestly, I think four two flattered United. Well, except in this ex- game, I, I would say, well, the only I mean, other than this weekend when Liverpool clearly won the league, or at least you would have thought they had after the the way they won the game. But, um, yeah, it, it was credit to Klopp. He was asked about um, Manchester United changing up the lineup and then having a stronger lineup against him. And he immediately came out and just said, I'd have done the same damn thing. Like, like. I'd, I'd, I'd have changed you my have lineup. To. This is Three how it games works. in five days is ridiculous. Yeah. The only survivor from Sunday to Tuesday for United was um, Mason Greenwood. Mm-hmm. He's fucking 19. <laughs> of course he can play again. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- these athletes, if, if people bullshit on football especially, these athletes exert themselves a ridiculous amount. There is miles upon miles upon miles of helpless and hapless and thankless running that goes into a professional football game. Right. You need more than 24 hours to recover from the the effort you exerted. It's just a fact. Right. So this is where I really have a disconnect with football fans, Right. And I normally am holding up that banner. I'm normally all about them. 
I'm normally with them 100% as we were against the billionaires and the ESL and all that kind of shit. This is where I, I, I draw the line. These players need a break. They, especially in this truncated season. Right. It's just not fair. And this is not fair. But unfortunately, it's reached the point they have to finish the season. I no, like it's I, just I don't is. disagree. Right. There, there is extenuating circumstances. <laughs> I understand that. But it, it, it isn't fair to have to play three games in five days. Uh, so no one else has had to do that yet. No one else has had to do that yet. And that is the only person's fault that is, is Manchester United fans for delaying that Liverpool game. Right. Yeah, it, precisely. Now, one of the things worth mentioning for Liverpool, and the reason why I say yes. I'm sorry, but I also don't disagree with why or how they did it necessarily. Mm, okay. Very it, good. It's a very difficult and onion. I, I like to call it an onion problem. Very good. There are many layers, all of which have their own unique solution, but no single solution solves all of the layers. Excellent. Well, let me go But ahead every and, layer makes you cry. Let me pull back this next layer, which was um, all three of the big three up front scored. You had Mane, Salah, and Firmino all score in this match which has got to be welcome for the fucking Liverpool side. Absolutely. It's huge. And, it's huge. Uh, Especially for me now. Well, and now you couple that with what happened this weekend, which we'll get on to. All they need is a slip. And Chelsea and fucking Leicester play each other this next week. And honestly, if I'm those two clubs, you think about self, self-perseverance, just tie. Get a draw. Yeah. Don't, get a point on the board. Yeah, yeah, don't don't look. I have a feeling that might be one of the most boring matches of the weekend just because you just worry about just trying to advance. So I think 10 players on Leicester and Brendan Rodgers, their manager, will agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think Jamie Vardy will say, fuck you, you cunt, and do what he wants. Really glad you let producer Mel push that button. That was very nice of you, wasn't it? In the race for Europe, two sides took a big step forward and two sides took a big step back. Brighton won, West Ham won, Spurs two, Wolves nil, Liverpool two, West Brom won, Sheffield won, Everton nil. Uh, Brighton give up a lead again. Now, granted, it was all in the fucking 80th minute when all the scoring decided to happen. It, the, the only thing that I wrote down, honestly, I mean... You, let you look at my notes was this is not the result West Ham needed. Oh God, no. It was a, another game. That was the end of my notes, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> period end. Um, but <sighs> this was another game that West Ham let get away from them. They had opportunities. They had chances. They had everything that you could hope for as a professional football club pushing for Europe and pissed it right and off and they fucked it off again. And I, I just, for all of the initial praise, well, for all of the initial malaise of David Moyes, actually all the initial right. hatred and everything else then we were proved wrong for a long time. And then all of a sudden, all of our original points came back to haunt them. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's ferrying them back from the promised land <laughs> into the land of the dead. Yeah. And he's still the ferryman. Well, now they put themselves in a scenario where they have to win the last two. There's no room for him. Yeah, but it's, a, it's also not on themselves anymore. Right. Which they had it in their hands. Right. It was right there. And they Champions fucked League was it. Right in their hands. Yeah, and they fucked it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it. It's a a much bigger disappointment than it is uh, uh, for Brighton as it is for West Ham. You know what I mean? West right. Ham are, are so much more let down by this result. Um, moving on to uh, Tottenham and Wolves. Not really a lot to talk about in here other than um, Hoiberg scored. Like, who the fuck would have thought that? A guy who normally is a defensive midfielder who plays his entire game on the 18-yard line of his defensive half of the field. The last scored a goal. The last time he scored, <coughs> he was in my fantasy team. No shit. Yep. 
He's n- no longer. Right. So uh, I believe the he's in the free this. agent. He's in the free agent pile. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked him up for a week and uh, two weeks and gave him a go and went, uh, new. No. Never and mind. Moved on. <laughs> Never mind. <coughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's, Wolves didn't really offer anything, to be honest with you. And it also for Tottenham, they're now in a point where, let's face it, they need help as well. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Do the people around them lose is really what it comes down to. And there's there's a good handful of teams between um, Tottenham, Liverpool, West Ham, Wol- I mean, I'm sorry, Everton, and now Arsenal that are all just kind of sitting in this hunk. And it all just depends on what they do in the next two weeks is really what it comes down to. The, I mean, we obviously, the champion is already crowned. Right. Second place is already wrapped up. Uh, if Leicester all three relegation places are already are done, up. so it is literally fourth. Europe. Leicester's a point away from third, right? Guaranteed. Well, so it's third through what eighth, <laughs> I guess. Well, the big thing is That's, if this next midweek, if Leicester beats Chelsea, Leicester are guaranteed Champions League ball. If Chelsea beat Leicester, neither are guaranteed Champions League ball. And both of those teams are still in play. But then that moves on to the final game of the season, which if either one of them win, they're both in. So Right. Um, yeah, so the Champions League spots and the Europa League spots, this is the story, obviously. Yeah. That's my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Very hot take. Well done, Mr. Graham. Let's move on to what everybody cares about, which is uh, the Albion come out swinging and get an early lead against Liverpool. How about that? Big Sam, nothing to play for. Got his boys playing some defense. Hey, that's not a story. Uh huh. Have some respect. Uh huh. The story is Drunkard United Football Club Fantasy League second overall pick, mm-hmm. as he's affectionately known, Allison Becker, Holly McBeal, <laughs> getting a header to win a fucking game, mate. Hat to death. Yeah, how many fantasy points was that? Just six. It was just six. You hear the disappointment in his voice. It was a just goalkeeper six. scoring a goal. There's only been six ever in the history of the Premier League. One of I them. Mean, that should be at least a 10 pointer. Right? Exactly. Say, that was, was say, my Ever- exact thought. Everton did it before Liverpool did. <laughs> no, Tim Howard did. Excuse me. God did it before uh, Allison did. Uh huh. It was the wind, mate. You don't control that. Uh-huh. Tim Howard doesn't control that. S- still did it. Oh, oh, <laughs> by the way. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Oh, what? I just poured my shot on my lord and realized oh, I needed to take it, but we haven't talked about my game yet, so it's okay. <laughs> Anywho. We're all over the place tonight. All right. Well, the key thing to know is that that goal Alice apparently- scored. That goal apparently secured Liverpool the league title the way they all celebrated. And uh, Champions League and all things, the, the gates opened, the, the heavens sung, and the angels went, ah. Hey, <laughs> for, for real, all jokes aside, and I, I will say this, I, I will give them a touch of respect. Allison lost his father a few months ago, a, a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. He did say, while sobbing in the interview... I wish my dad were here to see this. And I get it. And his dad wasn't sick. There was no issues. He died in a freak accident <coughs> drowning in Liverpool. Uh, in Liverpool. In a pool, actually, a lake in uh, Brazil. Oh, he passed you, away. You should stay away from bodies of water in Brazil. Nothing good can happen in a body of water in Brazil. Don't disagree. But let's not talk ill of the dead. Okay. We have both made jokes about our dads dying. So I'm just saying to hear those jokes, joke, always funny to hear those jokes, sign up to www.patreon.com backslash do football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers and you can hear us bag on our dad's deaths. Is this your birthday wish, Graham? No, that's not. I actually, he's a whore. I actually felt very disappointed in myself for plugging. The Patreon on the back of someone else's dad's death. Um, Producer Mel, you can unmute real quick. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I am too. For calling you a whore. Oh, thank you. Because the whore is him. 
is one Mr. Samuel Graham. I am way too sober for this shit. All right. So um, Everton that. If ever Everton, Everton, and Everton, Everton, Everton against fucking Sheffield United. They had all the pieces. Minus Yuri Mina, but they had all the pieces. Everybody was there. All the guys that had the great start for the season, they were all on the pitch. And we fucked it right off. There was somebody in my neighborhood, uh, hashtag O'Donnell Square, find us on Facebook. Uh, somebody tried to sell a puzzle that had four pieces missing. Mm -hmm. And the description of that puzzle was stress relieving puzzle causes you more stress. Okay. Because we can't find these four pieces. Right. $12. Okay. (laughs) That was Everton. (laughs) Yes. Against Sheffield tonight. (laughs) I mean, it took you a few seconds to get there, but okay, I'll give you that one. I wanted to make sure I got all the words right. Again, I'm very drunk. Heard. So uh, for the Blades, kid scores for them. Um, uh, interestingly enough, go ahead, Sammy. No. You you sighed like you wanted to say it. No, I was pointing at you like, get in. You remembered to do it. All right. Well, he the, played uh, for Chorley. Yeah, he was on loan <laughs> at Chorley. <laughs> Mel, I got him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Much like this show... I'm about to do a shot of my lord. Uh, because of a kid from Chorley. You know what? You know what I heard? Played 20 minutes at Chorley. He only practiced on the grass that Ben cut. Oh, okay. Which made him good. Because mm-hmm. Ben said, no one actually raided that kid. <laughs> at 38 years old, Ben could have marked him out the game. Yep. Is what he said. Yep. And then I think I said that my grandmother, who had two replaced hips, could have scored the goal against Everton that that kid scored. When you're left alone inside the box to to <laughs> tap one in, just about any of us could have done it. And uh, by the way, Mel, you keep smiling. You got one of these coming your way too there, sweetheart. Ooh. Everton it looks so that. gross from here. <sighs> You know what? There's not much left in that bottle. Maybe later on tonight when we're smoking cigars on the porch, I might break it out just to fuck us both off. Not a chance. Not doing that. No way. Uh, Jesus, that tastes terrible. Rounding out the rest of the league in, oh, so that happened, was anything but. Actually, these games were a lot better than the uh, than the storyline we talked about in the last segment. Yeah. Manchester City 4, Newcastle 3. Fuck me, was that a bar burner. Leeds 4, Burnley 0. Southampton 3, Fulham 1. Palace 3, Villa 2. Newcastle came to play, baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, uh, granted, two of their three goals were a couple of penalties, but they still came to fucking play. City started well in that game. Also, yeah. but just didn't like take advantage of their dominance. Hold on, hold on, Sam. And it's then, very important to recognize the greatness of Newcastle Football Club and manager of the month in April, Steve. Fuck, I, I, I can't even get it. Steve Bucky Bruce, manager of the month in April. It was like he found. He what was what was the how, old? How do they look at that and go? Well, they got wins, and it it's not because of Bruce that they got wins. Like, what why are the, you giving him manager of the month? What was that uh, shopping show? Um, Superstore uh, 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 sweepstakes. Yes. The, they did a reboot of it, and uh, Leslie Jones. Was what is the, it? Uh, What's the name of the show? Supermarket Sweepstakes. Supermarket Sweepstakes. That's yes. what it was. Supermarket Sweepstakes. This was Steve Bruce just piling the sausage rolls into his <laughs> cart. I can't believe this. We've got three goals. This also cost me my goddamn fantasy team. Oh, yeah? This week, because Callum Wilson scored twice, didn't he? Right, and you had him on the bench because you're a great Fantasy manager. I had him in third position on the bench. Because you're, again, a great fantasy manager. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well the done. Best. Good job. The best. But Farron Torres, stand up and be counted. He had his own little rendition of a scorpion. <laughs> uh, Jerudes was better. Start there. Mm-hmm. But well done. That's a, that's a decent effort. Oh, Torres got a hat trick, and I fucking uh, I played Lindsay, and she <laughs> had Torres. <laughs> I still made it close, but ugh, that was tough. Farron Torres, that was a fantastic goal. Absolutely. You can't I mean, take that away great, from him. Great match from him. Like I said, scoring the hat trick. And also to City. Joe Linton scored. Yep. Albeit uh, from the spot, but he banged it in. It was fantastic. The w- w- What I found interesting was this is exactly the kind of game that – Newcastle came to play and City could have fucked it off. And it was there, it was a lot of reserve players out there playing and they didn't. Yep. Which, when we look at last year and Liverpool winning the title, they fucked off the entirety of the rest of the season. And here they just, there's, there's something differently wired again in a pep side that is not going to fucking walk away. Again, you have to lay the asterisks down. Of this was also they needed what two wins three wins after COVID right right when they came back right they got those but it was COVID like we weren't used to this yet we weren't used to this <coughs> football with no fans we weren't used to those situations so you still have to add a little bit of an asterisk they also had nothing else to play for to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to the next one. I like how you just wrote that off. Yeah, I did. That's a fair point, I think. I think think City actually is fucking showing up to play and gives a shit. And I I think think, Pep has them well-drilled for the Champions League final is what I think he does. I also think it is a direct result of management. But allowing Newcastle fucking United. But still found a way to fucking win. You know what? There is no way. Fuck, fucking Liverpool would have lost that game three to fucking nil. They would have fucked it right off. Preparing for Chelsea. All right. In the Champions League final, winning 4-3 at Newcastle is not the way to do it. All right, we need to. I'll when, tell you that. When we're on the bike, Sam, we need to pedal the pedals. We need to make the wheels move faster. I like to stand up and look at the pretty ladies standing on the soccer field and you got, next uh, to the bike trail. Like, hey, hey, Sam. Don't be like Ross Barkley. Great crayon. Great what? Uh, okay. Don't do that. Okay. We need to be interactive here. We're talking. All right. Going on to Leeds and Burnley. Interestingly enough, Burnley had chances. This this scoreline is not indicative of what the game was. It was actually real fucking tight. I most will of just the match. read you my notes. Uh, literally, statistically, this game was very close. Just about equal possession and shots, but Leeds were fucking clinical. It's very difficult to play against Leeds when they smell blood like that. Yeah, all and out of salt. It. It's relentless. That's what they it. do is fucking relentless. We talked about, uh, but Burnley again had their chances. They were they were equal on possession. <laughs> just about Meslier had two brilliant amazing fucking saves, saves. Yeah. In, in in a one nothing and two nothing match. It was very tight. Honestly, if it's not for Rodrigo sneaking in a couple of goals, literally two minutes apart from one another, this match is a lot fucking closer than it than and it, than after it would seventy five minutes as well. Um, I mean, they were timely those goals. It, the now the bigger thing I want to talk about that I found very interesting was the kind of chess match that was going on. Burnley was starting to become very chippy, starting to knock a lot of people on their asses and just coming in a little harder on the tackles. You could tell they were frustrated. They were annoyed. And then Leeds were, you know, leaning into that. Oh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to bump me. Okay. Well, I'm going to lay on the ground a little longer. I'm going to whine a little bit longer. I'm going to look to the rest for a card. So they were, they were both kind of doing the asshole moves, right? Like both of them were being dicks. Clearly the ref stops walks right over the fucking sideline, gets Bielsa and gets Dice right next to each other, starts talking to him, like, cut this shit out, right? Then gets both of the captains, talks to both of them. I loved after the match, post-game, they interview Dice first, and they're like, you know, what's going on? He goes, that's a conversation between us and the official. Don't worry about it. That, that That's fine. 
And then they go ahead and they ask Bielsa, which is obviously through the interpreter, even though Bielsa knows exactly what the fuck they're asking. That's a the brilliance of Bielsa is the fact that he's perfectly, he understands. I guarantee he's fluent in English. He doesn't fucking care. He just sits there and acts like he has no idea what's going on. As the interpreter tells him, and then he looks right at the uh, interpreter and just goes, that's between us and the official and y'all can fuck off. Like, just nope, nope. <laughs> I love the fact that there was this kind of weird, crazy end of the game that just it felt like a riot could break out at any moment kind of thing. But also, also, besides a riot, a game of looky, looky likely, look, <laughs> a looky, looky likey, looky likey, whatever it was Sean Dice said a few weeks but, ago. But they, the- a game of looky likey could break out <laughs> at any moment between exactly those contestants. Bielsa and Deich. I think he looks like him. Uh, I think he looks like a man walking around talking <laughs> to the ground. That's what he looks like. He look like a man. Anywho. He look like a man. But, he look like a man. <laughs> but the, this is like, like said, when Kramer but, didn't know who spit on him and he thought it was Keith Hernandez. So, <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> From Seinfeld. Trying to keep the old remember as funny. Drunk, that's funny. It is funny. That's fucking funny. Your drunk Cooper passenger. Fuck off, man. Daddy's driving the bus. Yeah. Anywho, well, I'm allowed to say what I want. Then. I found that very interesting that there was this kind of asshole kind of debate going on on the field, and then the ref credit to him for just stopping everything and going, "Nope, fuck nope. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is this shit is not continuing." But I'm also, you know what? Honestly, now. he's the best teacher at recess. That referee. Mm-hmm. And then both of them are the best two students at recess. Yeah. Because both of them were like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a conversation for another time. Just like yeah. both of them, both of them look right at the commentator and just go, these are not the droids you are looking for. <laughs> like, just, yeah. nope, just don't even worry about it. Moving on. We are not fucking talking about this. Southampton and Fulham. Uh, Saints have a great week, man. Couple of three to one wins. It's a good way to end, but I also hate to say this when it comes to Southampton. We talked about this last year. When you end well, it gives you a false sense of hope. Of security, absolutely. But the same thing with Fulham, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They have not scored goals all season. They only scored one in this game as well, but they won the possession game. Right. They, They were in and amongst it the entire time and got pummeled 3-1. You never once thought in this game that Fulham had the audacity to win the game. No, not at all. Even when they, again, I I hate to make it about myself, but it's another (laughs) great example. Going back a couple weeks ago against Arsenal, you never thought Fulham was going to get out of the Emirates with three points. Right. Despite how shit Arsenal were, and they were shit that week. It was, can Fulham hold on? So not can Arsenal crawl this back? You know what I mean? Right. Do you understand the difference? So Sam, do, time, 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 yeah, answer I do. the question. Do you I know do what understand I mean? the difference. Yeah. But time out real quick. I need you to go back to your notes and talk about the goal that was scored. Uh, Remember the goal off the chest that was so important that came from this game and not earlier on? No, this is Palace Villa was the chesticles. Game. Oh, okay. I thought it was the uh, second goal from uh, Southampton. It's okay. We're running late. We can skip the Palace Villa game. <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't. Sure, we can. Anywho, um, for for Southampton, it was uh, three different goal scorers, which was nice to see. Uh, there's a little bit of false sense of hope, and you need to kind of understand that Southampton fans. Uh, just because you finish a season strong just means you gave a little bit sh- a little bit more shit about it than but the, everybody else that's going on to beach time. The crazy thing, the the other thing I wrote in my notes is there there are accomplished <laughs> finishers at mm-hmm. Southampton. Che Adams hit a fucking international hat trick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Danny Ings has scored a boatload of fucking goals. There are accomplished finishers there. If they could sort out Vestergaard and a few others that have terrible disciplinary records, if they could sort those people out, they could be a decent club. Very good. Is that fair? That's very fair. 
Let's move on to uh, Palace and Villa, the Brajan Mel Darby. And it was sorted out by test, uh, testicles. Testicles. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my mom was very cheery at seven fucking in the morning. Uh, Mr. Graham, I stayed up on uh, Saturday night, uh, Preakness night, till about uh, one, two in the morning. Yeah. Mr. Houston put back about a bottle of bourbon. I Mr. Had, Houston got up at seven o'clock in the morning and made breakfast for Jan and fucking Melissa as they watched their match. I had as two, soon as the match was over, went right to fucking bed. I had two videos on my phone that mm-hmm. I don't remember taking that night. <laughs> <laughs> I also did not wake up to watch this game because I wish I had slept in. I didn't care. Yeah, Villa gave away the lead twice. El Ghazi again, though, mm-hmm. which is positive, scoring goals. Well, McGinn. Grealish came back again McGinn as well. got his ass behind it and scored a great goal. Mm-hmm. Big time. His, that, as we'll start calling him Nicki Minaj. <laughs> he had his, his <laughs> he, arse uh, behind it. He just went badonkadonk and it went right <laughs> to the goal and all things were wonderful. <laughs> and then, yeah, El got a equalizer back and put us back in the lead. And then... Again, Jack made his second return and nothing happened except for Palace scored again. And there we go. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Christian Benteke scored again. Yes. Again. But it was the chesticles of a very uh, young man who I just want to make mention on my notes. Uh huh. Go back. Um, uh, and youngster. Chested pallets to the three points. It was Mitchell. I didn't write his name down. It was Mitchell. I wrote youngster. <laughs> it was. It, it's Mitchell. It's I believe he's a so right back. Um, old. Who is who started the season and then was uh, injured for a large portion of That's it. Unfortunately, so pitiful. Oh. I didn't even take his name down. <laughs> Well, uh, it's good. Why do y'all listen to this shit? I don't know. I blame <laughs> you because you were so confident. Villa's beating Palace. No brainer. It should have been. Well, here I, we go. Little did I know Christian Benteke was going to go on a fucking tirade of goals. I don't know. So uh, Brad, Laney, Jan, fucking Rebecca Lowe. This one's for you. We gotta oh, mention no. we can tag Rebecca Lowe into it. It's might, terrible. Why might, do we do this show? We might get some likes because of that. Um, a producer. Yeah. Don't say why do we do this show. That doesn't work out too well. It's it's mm, bleh. Malort's not hey, good. Malort has that effect on people. Malort, Malort, uh, I'm I'm over it. I'm a man on a fucking island. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. I split. Graham and Pat missed. And the chicken hit. Graham, you are like inches from Mount fucking 2000, man. You're you're right there. You're now at minus 1865. You got two games left. What kind of cockamamie shit do you got for us? Well, my Dort Spy wrecked cup of Louver, uh, losers. Louvers. Cup of Louvers. Losers. Uh, that would be two weeks in a row you've you fucked up a cup of losers. Is, well, last week you actually said the company, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Arsenal fucked me again. Big surprise. Yeah, they fucked you by winning. By winning. Yeah, by, by, by winning. Winning. Um, hey, hey, Mel, we're winning tonight. It's, you know, we're winners. This is, yep. Graham, Graham, this is just months of me waiting for you to fucking mess up every fucking word. All right. I have a one, two, three, four way parlay. Because those always work out for you. Leeds beating Southampton, City over Brighton, Newcastle over Sheffield, and Arsenal over Brazan's Palace. All right. A $200 <coughs> bet on a plus 849. Uh, would turn me back plus $1,698. It's actually not a bad little parlay. No, it's not. And I feel very, very, very excited about it, to be honest. All right. To well, the point where if I hadn't drank so much whiskey today, mm-hmm. my pee pee might be a little bit hard. Heard. Well, but I'm I did drink that whiskey. 
So it's not. All right. So anywho, <sighs> our boy Pat's not with us tonight, and we're going to have to make sure he joins us on Thursday when we uh, get ready for the weekend. It's he doesn't fun. like the dick jokes. Well, well, he's he's a busy <laughs> man serving ice cream. It's just what he does, man. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. This and one is the latest good humor bit we have. It is ice cream. Okay. Well, good humor. Yeah, but you lead into a sentence. It means you actually finished the sentence. You know that, right? The sentence was you moving on. Leads to the toffees. Well, man, you and Aston Villa really fucked me proper last <laughs> week, as Graham would say. And now I'm starting to spiral down again. I'm at negative 1525 after last week. And after the midweek, oh, well, I mean, it's less than you. Uh, I'm going to uh, try another two boring game parlay. First, I'm going to take Leeds over Southampton on Tuesday. And then I'm going to take another team battling to stay in the top eight. And that's right, Everton. I will take them over Wolverhampton. They uh, have something to give. Uh, I mean, they have to give something of a better performance than they did against Sheffield, right? Yes, they do. I mean, seriously. Okay. Well, I'll bet a hundred bucks, which nets me three twenty. Guess I'll talk to you guys on Thursday for the weekend's games, and I might just come up with something crazy, considering it's the last weekend of of the Premier League. Talk to you then. Oh, very good. <clears throat> That's all right. All right. So for my Dort Spirek couple of losers, he's a Tottenham supporter, so I don't really yeah. care. It says, yeah. at least I hit one, which is more than you hit. <laughs> I, I I hit one. It's still lost, though. Yeah, but you know what? My total went down, which is exactly what I was gunning for. <laughs> which, your total went up. So, That's all right. I find myself now sitting at minus $1,075. Finally, a fucking win. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Not sure if you're aware of this, Sam, but 23%. Yes, it climbed 23% of the time. It works 100% of the time. Uh, for the midweek, I am going to uh, go back to the well again. I'm going uh, same thing as, uh, as Pat did. And I'm going to take Leeds to beat Southampton at an easy plus 140. Oh, nice and simple. You cracked your knuckles and looked at me all glazy-eyed like a guy that uh, got really excited about hitting an eagle and got really drunk. So this that was is a, very boring, that So is. it was a very mediocre <laughs> segment, especially when this is a back-and-forth kind of thing. This but we give you more. boring, that's all. We give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. <laughs> Jamie Vardy won the FA Cup. <laughs> Well, uh, Kitty didn't get the score, but she did pick the winner, and she sits at 19 and 18. This week, I gave Kitty Man U hosting Fulham. Hmm. Now, Kitty pulled up the broadcast of the Preakness on her phone. No shit. And apparently she was trackside at Pimlico. Uh, you know, I didn't see her in the uh, in well, the run. That's why we couldn't do the running of the, the Beakness, because Kitty said she had a thing, and I guess this was uh, her thing. Clearly. Well, she was a trackside with famed British horse trainer, Paul Nichols. No shit. Now, apparently, the two of them put down quite a bit of money on Rumbauer to win. Good which, job. You know, he did. And besides their combined love of the ponies, Paul is an avid Man U supporter. So I guess Kitty is picking them to beat Fulham. No shit. Well, well yeah. Rumbauer crossed the line at 11 to 1 as well. Yeah, yeah. that's some So she also won win. some money. Well, now, I was there, yes. though. At the Preakness? I was. And Kitty looked at me and she went, my boyfriend. Talking Ooh. about Jamie Vardy. Oh, no. As well. She's back with Vardy. She lifted the cup herself, I, mean, I think. Ben did say he saw a chicken roaming around Wembley. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. And uh, you know what else is wild, Graham? Gambling, Gambling responsibly. Legally. legally. That's super wild, <laughs> Mel. Responsibly. It is. So wild. Very wild. His <laughs> <laughs> phone You know what? Disrespect your parents and do bad things responsibly. Right. That is the... the 
Graham <laughs> doesn't even. Advice. Graham doesn't even have the phone we out to talk about fantasy. We still have digging through his. Phone. I did. We have still have up. one more show to record tonight. And maybe, maybe, maybe two, two more shows, depending maybe on two. where we go. The way I feel right now, definitely two shows to record tonight. <laughs> definitely two shows oh, to record if I get tonight. Some fresh air. Of course you can. I got to take a piss, so you'll be right fine. I also got to put the chickens to bed, Sammy, so let's get into the uh, fantasy assignment, uh, I'm please. just going to run down very quickly the results because there was two weeks okay. within this week. Uh-huh. That's not uh, quickly. Brody beat me 65 to 55. You Uh-oh. had Kenny actually taking out Elliot. Uh, Taylor... Actually, dominating Keith. It's wild. Uh, actually, didn't see that result before. Uh, Ray taking out Firecock. No surprise. Uh, Russ taking out Alberto. That's a surprise. Uh, JB losing out to Rob. Wow. Lots of big teams at the top losing. You taking out uh, uh, Smokey. And then Gekko taking out Her Highness. Right. And then there was the. Then there was this week. Right. Uh, where I lost again to Gecko. Uh, Lindsay took out you. Smokey took out Rob. JB took out Alberto. Russ took out Firecock again. <laughs> Ray took out Taylor in an exciting 19 to 12 battle. Keith uh, over Kenny. And Elliot lost to Brody. Heard. All right, so, so that leaves the, us the big, the big story. Who, who's sir, the top three? Who's the bottom two? The big story is Ray went back up to first place Uh-oh. after these two weeks. JB is up to second now, tied on points with me. We're only both one back from Ray, though. Ah, uh, Very exciting last two weeks. Heard. Uh, but I did drop down to third. And that makes me very happy. And who's the bottom two? The bottom two... Are Kenny and Chris still? Okay. How close is, can Chris uh, pass no. Kenny in these last two games? No. Looks like Chris is going to be the golf guy, huh? That is a seven-point difference, so Kenny is mathematically <coughs> safe. All right. It's going to be, uh, all right, Firecock, you're going to have to start uh, brushing up on your uh, fantasy golf segments because uh, we expect a well-written article each week, my good friend. That's I all just- there is to it. Correct. And I just want to finish this segment by apologizing for me uh, shooting an eagle uh, and celebrating as such. Okay. Good job. And not being able to drunkenly read the results. America! Fuck yeah! All right. So, eagles! Despite my better interest, Sam, any parting words? You know, (laughs) there are times. In sports. So what have you guys been up to? <laughs> What's you, going on in your world? <laughs> when you, you know, think of the past and take stock of, of everything you've been through and everything you've done. As an Eagle participant, mm-hmm. I can now say that 20 years of golf... <laughs> Mm-hmm. To get one eagle, about ten grand in greens fees, mm-hmm. about seven thousand dollars in clubs, was worth it. Oh, worth it. Okay, do good. it, do it. <laughs> Knowing what golf is supposed to feel like, <coughs> do it. Participate in that. That it. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. I do apologize wholeheartedly. Uh, Next up would be injury time, where we uh, recap the uh, beers we're drinking. We talk about what the Ibs have been up to, which is very important. And we also then go ahead and preview the weekend's action. Well, actually, the midweek's action. And if one wanted to find our Patreon, Sam, how do you do it? It's very simple, actually. You just uh, log on to www.com. Um, uh, <laughs> patreon.com backslash D football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers uh, and you'll very easily get sound check and injury time 
And if that picture is not on Instagram, I'm going to skull fuck you. Till next week, boys and girls. Eagle! Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Son of a lord, looks great in shorts. Sam Bramley. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!